the Scottish collaboration is taking place from Monday the 5th to Sunday the 11th of December. So why not join us and you might just find your next big obsession. Full details can be found at scottishmergers.com slash collab. Welcome to the SWM podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I've just about got some sleep. I am joined for the first time on this podcast. Nice to have a first time guest on this season because uh, I've had some past guests before. It's someone who I've, I've only really, really discovered this year uh, during my hiatus by watching some Target Wrestling, which we'll get into. It's Fulton King. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Um, like, like I say, I, I discovered well, discovered you, uh, but I, I first saw you uh, when I was doing all the, the target wrestling uh, just rewatches because I was up at like five o'clock in the morning. And I have very little to do, so you know, <laughs> YouTube. That I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watch, there before. Oh, it's 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 an adventure. It's very much an adventure uh, of of in like trying to time things. It's just it's just a nightmare. But you know, it's it's fine. It's not like yeah. I get paid to do this, so it's not like I'm losing anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to, just trying to. Uh, I was going to say spread a little joy. It's not. It's, it's not. That, it's <laughs> not it. that deep. You're doing it out, doing it out of the good of your heart, mate. That's exactly. It. That's it. it. That's it for everyone listening. I'm doing this out of the good of my heart. So, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome to the show. It's the first time that I've really spoken to you like in this form because we're mm-hmm. a little bit of Twitter DMs because uh, I've been. I've been praising you for, to the high heavens because I've just I've enjoyed watching Fulton King uh, oh, through, through the Target. Um, so that's that's a nice nice uh, pleasantries out of the way. Let's just get into the the questions. So first question is always the same, and I listened to to Tommy Dreamer's podcast today with Joe Hendry, and I realised his first question is exactly the same. So if it's good enough for Tommy Dreamer, it's good enough for me. Absolutely, uh, yeah. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Um, honestly, man, I think it was. The same as most people who probably enjoyed it, watching wrestling when I was a wee guy. Absolutely loved it. Um, it was when it was on Channel 4 and Channel 5 back in the day. I never had Sky, so I had to. I fell out of it eventually. But it was seeing Mankind go through that hell in the cell, The Rock absolutely just doing the coolest stuff on the planet, and Steve Austin just being the biggest badass naughty man. That was it, mate. I, from that, I was, I was hooked. I was this wee guy who just couldn't get enough of it. Had no idea when it was on telly. Had no idea how I could watch it. But when it was on, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, and then everything moved to Sky and I, I sort of fell out of it a little bit until I was probably about 16, 17. Um, and then Challenge TV came with TNA. And I remember the first thing I watched, I think it was uh, it was Generation Me, so the Young Bucks. I think it was them versus like the Motor City Machine Guns or something. Right, okay. And uh, I was that was it weekly from then on. I was I'm a, I'm a TNA guy through and through. AJ Styles is my number one. Samoa Joe is God. Um, so yeah, that's what got me back into wrestling. And then the network came about, which just made everything so much easier. And I tried it when I was 18. Um, I started training. I only went like four times or something like that up at the Source Academy in Glasgow. Um, but I was skint and couldn't afford it anymore. Right. Um, so that's when I didn't, I, I was an avid fan and claimed I could do it. <laughs> I was talking about my ass so much. And then I moved to Carlisle a few years ago and 
my ex knew the guy, knew John Natris, who runs Target. And she was, oh, you you love you love wrestling. Why don't you go down and see it? And I was like a big fat mess at the time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. But I went down, sat in for one of the training sessions. And I was like, like got the itch. Do you know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. I remember taking bumps 10 years ago. I can absolutely go for this again. Joined in the next week. Uh, and then John seemed to like me. I was a bigger guy and I knew sort of what I was talking about. I wasn't really afraid of bumps and rolls and stuff like that. So he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get you going. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so the training was very broken up effectively. So like I trained for a few months and then I had to have like six months off because of COVID. And then I trained for a couple more months and then I was lucky enough to get put on shows then at Target Wrestling. So we're going to go right back to the start of that because it looks like, it sounds like that we're either similar, very similar aged or we, we started at the same time anyway, watching the yeah. wrestling. Because I was, I was the same. The only reason, um, well, it was my friend's friend had, uh, had the, the videos, he had the VHSs at eighteen ninety nine a pop, you know, yeah. had a bit of money. Uh, so, so I was watching like Royal Rumble 98 and, and all that kind of thing. And I, was, I used to see it on Sky Sports at his, his granny's house. But um, yeah, I was the same. It's like, it was just kind of just, luck that you'd yeah. find it on the tv because I was, I was just upstairs probably playing warzone or something yeah. uh, obviously wwf warzone not the yeah. stuff now nah, every time i see an ad for it i'm like nah, it's wwf warzone that's that's the yeah, way it is to be. or attitude which is uh, the exact same but <laughs> somehow apparently it was worse i don't know how but i yeah. enjoyed it anyway. um yeah and it was just by chance my mum would try out and just go oh some of that wrestling on channel four i was like Clicking the buttons, we didn't have a remote, remote control yet. Buttons, to, yeah. To go down the way to get to four, and uh, there it was heat, and it was the I mean, best thing ever. I loved every bit of it. I remember when it moved to Sky. Mom and Dad's friends, they they had Sky, so every now and then, if there was like a free event on, the mm. one I always remember is Bad Blood, and it's the one where Triple H and Shawn Michaels and the Hell in a Cell just destroying each other. Um, so he video he recorded it for me. He videotaped it for those young ones. You put a video in a cassette and hit record. Um, halfway, that's it. Halfway through, it just switched to Babe Station, and I was absolutely <laughs> raging. I was like, "Man, what are you doing?" That yeah. is incredible. Because I, I mind, I mind. Um, oh, it was one of the one of the during one of the during invasion pay per views. It was uh, I don't know. It was, it was Raven first Perry Saturn, a match I'd only ever seen very recently. Because uh, my, my friends friends the same he, he would he would well he was a fan as well so he would uh yeah. get his dad to stay up and and record it um and then yeah just before perry saturn appeared moppy came on the screen and then suddenly sky sports came on sky sports news and i was like <laughs> what yeah <laughs> then came back on that match was gone and i've only ever saw it very recently because i was just watching back through old pay-per-views through the network and i was like yeah i don't remember ever seeing this <laughs> that's why because i saw sky sports <laughs> that's when i saw it, sky sports news yeah, but, uh, but yeah, we always had. There's always a friend. That's what I find doing all these chats. There's always a friend that that had like Sky Sports, and I remember uh, on digital or ITV digital. So we'd get, you might get SmackDown on Sky One, but if yeah. you didn't, you got you got Metal <laughs> on a Sunday, uh, or yeah, I don't think I watched a lot of Metal. Oh, I remember. I, mean, I don't. I know of it. I remember seeing like a clip of AJ Styles or something being on Metal, but I don't ever remember watching metal uh, i just remember it was always sunday so i'd have to run home from sunday school because that's how young i was at the time <laughs> so I'd run home 
and and so I could just catch metal, and it was just the best thing. And um, this is obviously a tangent. This is your interview, but I'm just going off on a tangent. I'm uh, but yeah, it's, it's I just remember metal being so cool because that's. Did you remember the Panini sticker albums? And it was WWF Metal was the was the album, uh, was the sticker album. It was. I think I think you just unlocked a memory somewhere <laughs> in my brain. I think that definitely rings a bell. It man, was yeah. blue. It was blue, and uh, it was yeah. My mate had a. Uh, had all the cool stickers and i would just i would try and get some when i could and it was you remember getting the shiny rock and all that kind of stuff it was, <laughs> it was the best time we had trading cards you know i need to get in touch with that friend again just to see if he's got anything he's lost because he had he had Added some the collection he had some cool shit <laughs> it was so cool yeah. <laughs> and I, I was just like hoping and praying i would get something uh usually it would just be a, a wrestling figure or something if i was yeah. if i was lucky um yeah, really good. Do that. Anyway, right. Okay. So, <laughs> who are your, so you mentioned like your, your classics, your Austin, your Mankind, your Rock. Uh, but who are your who are your guys? Who are your boys that you you particularly enjoyed watching? Hardys growing up. Absolutely love the Hardys. I was so upset when I realized I was never going to be able to do the stuff that they did. Um, and then when I got back into wrestling when I was like 16, 17, it was Samoa Joe the entire way through. Like I loved them. A bigger guy who could move and he was just a monster. Oh, I fell in love with Samojo. And then not long after that, or maybe a few years after that, I discovered Kevin Steen. I fell in love mm -hmm. with Kevin Steen. As a bigger guy, I've always had this thing for bigger guys. Um, I just think seeing these dudes absolutely demolish people, but then still, it's the charisma, I think. I think mm -hmm. it's got to be it. Samoa Joe and Kevin Steen have just oozing with this charisma that just draws me to them. And again, I've got that sort of, well, they've got a similar body shape to me. That means I can absolutely do this. Um, so yeah, those guys absolutely are the, the my go-tos. And most recently, Balls Mahoney. Like it's right. a throwback. Oh yeah, man. Balls Mahoney. I like it wasn't until recently people were like, watch Balls Mahoney matches. And I was like, right, okay. And the stuff he was doing, he wasn't just this hardcore chair swinging freak that everyone like that he was known for. He was a collegiate wrestler or a high school yeah. wrestler unbelievable stuff if you want to get into some deep ecw watch balls mahoney rvd 1999 at anarchy rules man what a match um when you're talking about the hardies i think this is why we, we kind of i've gone along through the old twitter dms and that because it seems like our stories are very similar but yeah. i i just decided not to do the wrestling uh <laughs> i decided just to talk about it instead which you know it's safer for me but um <laughs> The Hardy's thing, I was the same. I, I, me and my mate, we did the wrestling at school, of course, because we were idiots. And uh, I was the one who climbed on stuff, so I was Jeff Hardy. I was always Jeff. Yep. Um, but did you find when you said when you say like you saw him, he's like, well, I can't do that. But in that kind of um, that that thing with the Hardys, I remember having a pair of total total ninety uh, trainers. Right. If you remember the football boots, the total nineties that had yep. like yeah, so they're kind of just about similar to Jeff Hardy boots. As, yeah, as yeah. so I'd always wear that. I had them, so I wore them, and I wore uh, like not even with well, the combats, but they weren't like like the big yeah, like the big baggy Jenko jeans they used to wear, sort of stuff. The, the yeah, baggies, so I had, I had a pair baggies. of those as well, and they were they were they were navy blue, but they had like white stitching around it. So I was like, Ooh. this is my Hardy's gear. This is the That's best it. thing ever. So if I if I couldn't be them, I would at least try my best to look like them, uh, which has obviously worked uh, for me here. <laughs> I don't. I think I maybe look like uh, Papa Hardy when he was a bit elder. But uh, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You, you watch these guys do all these amazing things. Like, well, I can't do it, but I'm going to try and replicate as much as I can of, of them. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to try and look like them, and then smack them versus Raw. I'm going to make me as one of them. That's yeah. The or, oh yeah. Or just, I... or just here comes the pain, or just smack them back in the day. Oh, I remember. I mean, make make it myself, and I, t- I don't know what I was thinking, but I remember I have like flashbacks of one. I had a mohawk, like, but not like the big up mohawk. I had the hair, and then you just it just spiked in the middle. Like the and, little full one. Yeah, that's the one. And I had a a, a string, I had like a mesh vest, like Christian would wear. And I'm looking yep. back at it now going, why did I ever think that was a good look for even for a created character that was <laughs> supposed to be me? Looking at it, no, that's that's not I, I can't pull that off. I, I just I look like Rabsy Ness, but if I tried that now. <laughs> so your favorite's TNA. Love TNA. Um I remember the wrestling channel. That's where, where my TNA love came from. And yep. and you're mentioning Joe, you're mentioning uh Kevin Steen, of course, Kevin Owens. Uh that seems very very apt from when I've I've seen you do some wrestling. That's clearly you've that's where you're kind of picking some pieces yeah. from to for your character. So that initial first training though for Source. Uh, so you went to Source. Um, yeah. How did how did you find it? How you say you did four and realized that you're skin so you can do any more. But how, yeah. how was that first taste? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, um, for a big big demo was one of the trainers at the time. Um, and we had to do a, a deck of cards workout, which I'm sure people have probably spoke about before. Every suit is a different exercise. You just pull them and go. And I was in absolute tatters. Never really done sports growing up at all. Was never a football fan. I think I dabbled in rugby, but I hit my head and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, so I decided to go for wrestling. Absolutely loved it. Loved bumping. Um, I was god awful at it like i was terrible i was 18 years old very overweight very out of shape um but i think i knew at that point like if i could keep doing this i was going to keep doing it and it was just the money that unfortunately stopped me um no i loved it the first bump i still remember how it felt and i was in absolute bits after it i was like oh what am i doing here um but i wanted to do it immediately again i just wanted to get as good at it as possible loved it See, I like hearing that from from wrestlers because it seems because I've I've never done it, never bumped. I've got in a ring. I've done a few like I've done some ring announcing and and stuff. Um, so very very limited and low impact stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is past Saturday. I tried to get, I tried to sit myself onto the apron for a photo, and I think I I, I thought I injured my wrist because I was trying to pull my body up. I was like, no, this is a sign that it's definitely not never going to be a thing. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I always like to think if I do take that first bump, that'll be it. I'll be like that's fine, I could do that again, but it's just that building the, and I'm 32 now, so it's not, it's, I'm, I'm quite happy just to leave it in the past and and uh, leave it there. So Demo was there. Um, so as far as like British wrestling, Scottish wrestling in general, um, yeah. how did you, did was it through Source you found out about it? Was that just the, or did you find out about Scottish wrestling and then you went to Source? How did that kind of connect? Um, I think I found out about Source and Scottish wrestling at sort of a similar time. Um, I learned about the source and then I was like on the website looking through it uh, and I seen like, so like um, Joe Coffey and stuff like that back in the day and he had just been easy to one at the time. Um, so I was talking to him about that because he'd show up every now and then and I was just like, I can't believe that it's like so local, like Glasgow, the south side of the Glasgow, I can, I can get there. Like I'm from uh, Selkoach, so the only other, well, came a huge deal was Grado. I grew up like... Um, two minutes away from Grado effectively. So he was like a local legend that everyone knew about and his ICW, you know, get Grado book stuff absolutely blew me away. 
Um, so yeah, learn about the source, learn about uh, like the coffees and stuff like that. And that's when I met Big Demo and I started looking at his stuff and then ICW really started to emerge around about a similar time, just a couple of years after. Um, and then I never really went to a lot of shows because I was skint <laughs> pretty much all the time. Um, I went to a couple in Largs, like Viking and Largs. And the only thing I always remember from it, it was Wolfgang and Jack Jester had a match. Um, and I thought it was hilarious at the time. Wolfgang came out with like the end of a clothes, like, you know, a clothes hanger and just chased Jester around the ring for three minutes. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Why is it this on telly? Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. So Scottish wrestling, never managed to get to a lot of shows, always skint. But whenever I could watch it or whenever I could go to the little local shows, I was absolutely always there. Um, so of course you 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 apply your trade primarily kind of on the borders with with Target. So you, you had your had your break, and then you came came back to it. What sorry? What was the what was the kind of what brought you back? Was there a moment that you were like you watched something, caught it, and were like, yeah, this is I'm back in the game. Um, like get back into wrestling. It was TNA. Yeah, TNA um, was he said challenge. He said that. Challenge that TV, was yeah. fine. So yeah, um, yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. I'm just trying to formulate it. But see. See, rusty, still rusty. Don't you worry about it. That's fine. I'm trying to pretend I'm a professional, but I'm still not. <laughs> uh, so, so, go back to so you, Target, uh, John Natras. Here we are. This is where we're up to date from our, yep. our initial question. Uh, so, you started at Target, of course. A lot of guys that, that are wrestling through are like your Shady Natras as well, uh, mm. Medallion and your Ivy Mist. So, I was like getting back into it. So, was it just like riding a bike? When you, when you hit that first bump again, you're like, oh, I remember this. Or was it, uh, oh, I forgot how, how painful this was? Uh, no, it was, I remembered exactly. I remembered exactly how sore it was when I did it. Took the first bump back and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Um, and I just kept getting on with it. Um, it was a lot different from the, the, other, the other training I'd been to. Um, not in like a, a, a good or a bad way. I just think, the the style the training that they do down at Target suited personally me more because it was more uh wrestling like bigger moves. So mm-hmm. when I was at Source, it was a lot of if I remember like tech stuff as well, like wrist locks, hammer locks, and, and all that. And that's really cool. But when I was 18, I didn't have the attention span for it. <laughs> right. I wanted to suplex, power bomb, uh, all that stuff. And when I went to Target, that's sort of what what we did. So I quickly it was very small sessions because it was just remember there was a small break in the pandemic where mm-hmm. you could sort of do activities so there was only like me um john who was training me and like one of the other boys there so i think because of that i managed to pick things up pretty quickly i had a lot of time rather than it being for a full like a full group of like 12 or 13 guys there um but yeah no it it hurt <laughs> and my body ached so much after it like walking like john wayne barely being able to move going into the office the next day in my, sh- uh, my shoot job and they were like, are you okay? You've got like a black eye. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's just keep going. <laughs> you should see the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like you're saying, I, I haven't, I didn't even think about that until you, you said, but I know from watching Source and then watching Target, you, you're you're right. It, Source is a bit more, um, like, more focused on the moves and the, and the flow of the moves and that. And then Target's a bit more um, like there's there's an overarching story, but it's a lot more big move, uh, big yep. move, and, and all that kind of stuff. I hadn't I hadn't even thought about it. And I've seen other places like uh, like a I mean, 
course it's a podcast i'm going to mention wrestling but like wrestling is a bit more like character based so the wrestling is almost yeah. secondary to it uh, although the wrestling has still has to be good but it's more yeah. as long as you got the character you can get away with quite a lot there um, definitely so so yeah so target it seemed to fit your your kind of mold and like saying if you're only having two to one training sessions you're more focused on yeah if i think if you're in a, by signs of it, if you're in a group setting at that point your mind could have just wandered away and and if, if yeah. he's he's focusing if john's focusing on two guys in one corner you'll be in the other corner just going and just like just just leaving yeah. your your mind to wander uh, yeah not... i think the thing that got me when i first started going to the bigger sessions when they came back was um it would be like wait, everyone's going to try this move and i would just be shitting myself the entire time like <laughs> i'm going to do something wrong here but when it was really small sessions it's just like go do the move and then yeah. you do it and if you make a mistake, it's like, that's fine, we can fix it, don't worry. And then you eventually get it. Um, that's what really did it for me. As much as you, you've seen me wrestle and I'm a big loud mouth that doesn't shut up and I'm always there. Um, I do, I'm always still in the same set, the, the mindset of, how am I even doing this? <laughs> how am I getting away with this stuff? So it's so a bit, good bit. That's, again, another common thing of, of all these wrestlers that it seems to be they're, they're closeted. I just riddle with anxiety, and then as soon as the as the bell rings and they go out to the go past the curtain, it's like you're not even uh, you. Yeah. You're Fulton King. That's who you are. That's that exactly point. it. If ever so, I'm with new guys on the debut, I say that exact same thing to them. I'm like, just remember, boys, when you, you when you make it through that curtain, you're not you anymore. You're your character. Even if you share the same name, you're the character. And mm-hmm. um, and it works for me. It absolutely works for me, so hopefully it works for them too. So I mean, like you're saying, it, it was really quick from you. I mean, you had a really like, like staggered training, and then yep. you're on shows very quickly after the the pandemic. Well, ended. Has it ever ended? But yeah. uh, when it kind of slowed down and stopped, and we're allowed to do things again. So when you're putting together like your debut, I mean, cage match is quite ropey. But I've got your debut down as about September 2021. Um, ish. yes, yes, that was my official match debut. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, what was your pre-debut then? Was it were you under a mask? Was it a gala? No, no. So, the first time Fulton King appeared in a wrestling ring was Target's first show back. They had a double, they had a weekender, so they did a mm-hmm. Saturday and a Sunday show at the Hallmark Hotel. And me and a few boys that became known as the Spawn of Target decided to make our presence known and do a bit of battering. Um. So that's the first time we uh, I was in the ring, and then a few months after that, I got to make my actual in ring debut. Right, as a wrestler. so we'll go to that 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 bit then. The 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 weekender. I, th- I spoke to Shady about it way back in the in the archives, because um, I think I was, I was trying to do like um, preview shows, and that's kind of just falling around the wayside because you know time. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that that first time you went out there, nobody knew who knew who you were. Then you were just part of this kind of group, this faction yep. of bathroom folk. Um, how how did you find? Was again was that was that riddled with anxiety? Were you like, oh my god, what if I go out and just nobody cares? Or what if I go out and yeah. absolutely batter this boy because I'm not ready? So how how did you find out it was happening? And then how did you feel about how it went? Um, so I was told um, it was me, Chris Kendall, and Owen Michaels. We were the initial. And we were the initial three members of the spawn of Target. Um, and it was actually them that said to me, this is what we're doing. 
get in the crowd. So I was in the crowd for the full, the full, most of the first show. Uh, and yeah, terrifying. I was like, what if I trip up? What if I fall? What if I, I really genuinely batter someone a bit too much? Uh, what's going on here? Um, but then as soon as the queue was go, it all went away. Um, and again, I became Fulton King. And I think it was, it's really bizarre. So I've, I'm reasonably confident when I get on to a stage, for example, because I've spent years in bands and years doing music growing up and stuff like that. Um, and it's always been the same thing. You've got your on-stage personality. So it's the build up to things. Like, let me tell you, when I was sitting in that crowd, I said, I could just leave. I could just go. I could, I could leave. Um, and I, I've had that thought so many times just out of sheer fear and panic before I'm going to have these matches. But then I know as soon as I hit the curtain, I'm absolutely sound, absolutely grand. Um, but you know, it felt amazing being up there and doing it and then getting chased out by a bunch of faces. I just, I just imagine a sliding doors moment where, where it could have been the case, they'll, they'll do the queue and it's, you've just got an empty seat yeah. in there and it never happened and there was no Fulton King and there was uh, a very awkward uh, beat down at, at, for, for the spawn of Target because they're like, there's only two of us. <laughs> so, oh, sorry guys this isn't as big as we thought it'd be um, <laughs> but no it was really fun it was uh who did we batter it was we me owen and chris decided to take our frustrations out on soldato and sammy sparks yeah only on that they probably deserved it they uh, did <laughs> wearing masks and everything you know they, they've know. got a nominee and Tried to pick a word I couldn't say. Uh, they, they, they could be anonymous. There we go. Uh, and and you're not. Anyway, right. So spawn target. So it's a that's quite a big thing to to start your your journey in because it was uh, a group of faction that kind of was the focal point of these target shows since the restart. Uh, and even now there's still kind of fragments of of yep. what's happened going forward. So that's a a, a year of story. Right there and then of of you guys putting um dialing yeah. through a table you you uh, just battered folk for for any reasons you the the team itself won titles and 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 all that kind of stuff so it's it's quite a big thing to push you into straight away um did yeah. you find like you said you you mentioned you're quite confident because of of working with in bands and that do you, do you think that was pretty much that was the reason why you were able to handle that kind of pressure straight away. I think so, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There was definitely some shaky moments, but I think, um, again, as as I was saying, yeah, in bands and stuff, that's def- that confidence was there when I hit the stage, and that's what let me flourish. Um, but everything leading up to it, it took so many people to tell me, "Sorry, right, mate, you can do it. You're fine. Don't worry about it." Like, so many people had to like calm me down before every show. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it was that that getting put into that was like. I was shocked at first because my training, again, it was very fragmented. So overall, I probably had like four to six months of training before that sort of kicked off. Um, and it was, I guess, it was like a sink or swim sort of situation. And I think luckily I managed to start off floating and eventually got my legs and started swimming at least. Absolutely. So so when I, when I came into into this whole Target wrestling uh, watching, it was the ninth anniversary of the show was the first one I saw. So that, that again, that would have been what well, was it April? So about six months ish of of the spawn being a yep. a thing at that point. And um, I think I think was it yourself or was it was it the team itself that were tag team champions at some point during that as well? Was it or was it just like a free bird rule 
Uh, we treated it well. I claim, I claim that I was a, a, a former target wrestling tag team champion. I never defended the belts once, but I definitely carried them out and stuff like that. And had matches and stuff, but so I'm claiming it was a free board duel, even though it was never specifically said. So we'll we'll run with that then. So you're you're less than six months and you're you're a couple months into into your your time as a wrestler, and you're already yeah. a champion. Uh, yeah. when, technically. Whether I mean it's all my records as you've been a champion, so we'll take it as is. Uh, I don't know how much of a belt guy you are, but it was when you were able to get a hold of those belts, was was that kind of like a oh my god, I've actually made it kind of thing, or what it was, was it? So, was that? It was so surreal. It was so surreal because again, you grew up seeing all these guys. You know, belts are. It's the the idea growing up. It was oh those are so cool, but now it's the idea of you've been trusted by this company to you know. <laughs> carry the torch a little bit um and it was it was it was so surreal and i was just like i can't believe i'm part of this this is truly unbelievable i am genuinely thankful every day about all the stuff i've managed to do in wrestling in the short time that i've managed to do it um but yeah it was i was so thankful um i think your message you know the owner of target like a million times saying thank you so much thank you so much and he was just like shut up me <laughs> um but yeah so surreal so just so excited about it yeah i still remember the feeling like it was amazing truly amazing i couldn't so, show it though i was a bad guy i had uh, to like i used to like drag it across the ground going oh i hate myself <laughs> so as you get back backstage like you pick up again i'm so sorry I polish so it off <laughs> just spit shine it i'm so, I'm so <laughs> sorry what i've done to you um, <laughs> so what did your your like friends and family think of this were they not surprised that you you went for the wrestling or their kind of reaction to it i don't think they were um because a lot of them knew that i tried it years ago and then when i moved to Carlisle, i moved alone i didn't know anyone here so there, i was like ah, it's just initially it was just going to be for fitness like i just wanted like to do something to get into shape and it just turns out that john thought i did pretty well and he was like, i'm putting you on shows I was like, oh god and um, my mom and dad were not surprised in the slightest they knew i i just get up to some stupid stuff like <laughs> bands for years wrestling back in the day i think at one point i told them i was going to become an actor i think at one point i told them i was going to do stand-up comedy i think the more thing they're surprised about is that it's stuck to be fair right that's it um yeah my friends love it they think it's amazing that i'm a wrestler because a lot of my friends are big wrestling fans as well and they think it's hilarious we've got like a bunch of different wrestling chats where i just constantly post things like I find some random move and go, what do you boys think of this? Think I could pull this off? And they're like, yes, or do not even dare try that. Um, Fulton, sorry. <laughs> that's, 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 quite, that's quite quite amazing that, that yeah, that all the things that, like, so we've already discussed that uh, before you do any of these things, you're quite anxious, but all the things that you, you put forward as what you wanted to do or what you said you wanted to do were all front-facing uh, in yeah. front of a crowd. Uh, I don't know if it's more of a case of all these things are on a stage so you can just be someone different i don't know if that's a, yeah. a thing it, it's there as well um but yeah it, it's just it's it's just curious that all the things that you, you've picked are all very much uh on the, the spotlight is on you uh, yeah i think i'm just really not nice to myself for that stuff because <laughs> i know the, the build-up absolutely kills me but then it's when you burst through the curtain or when you get on the stage with an instrument it's that there's it, something really cathartic about it it's that's the release and everything goes out there and then you just it's just there's no better feeling than, than something like that i don't think so going through a little bit your journey then so the spawn target was was the big thing so that was going through yeah. the whole like i said over a year 
uh, of stories through through Target, and you, you'd have tag team matches, you'd have singles matches, and uh, I was always you mentioned Kevin Steen, and I was very much that's the kind of, of like character and style that I saw uh, when I when I saw you wrestle anyway, just yeah. like not just because of the of the body shape and the attire and everything, but it was the I don't know Kevin Steen's got this kind of uh, like nonchalant attitude, but he's still yeah. really good. he's in control of everything at the same time. Um, so I was seeing like kind of sparks of that at the same time because that's just I don't know I don't know how there's there's an also one of my favorite wrestlers Aspen Faith and he's got that kind of same vibe where it's like he's so cool but he's so <laughs> nonchalantly cool about doing all these cool things I'm like oh god how are you so relaxed doing this so that's that's kind of vibe I was getting from <laughs> from watching yourself because it's like just you just make it look if you can make it look easy then it just looks cool at the same time so. Um, I haven't written down matches you had, but was there any particular matches you're proud of through that spawn of target time? Yeah. Um, so there's a match that I'm really, I really loved, and I, I watch it back pretty regularly. Um, it was me and Madman Matthews who became the fourth, the the fourth member of Spawn, and we were accompanied by Buddy Roller who became the fifth member of Spawn, versus Soldato and Sammy Sparks for the tag team belts. I absolutely adore that match um one of my favorites we we decided let's just have an absolute war and that's what we went for um other matches was the myself and owen versus martin kirby and tommy oliver at the time all the matches i'd really had were, were kind of insular for you know targets guys and then having that match against kirby i was like i was terrified i was absolutely terrified you know it's like he's like a to me, this giant name in British wrestling, he's everywhere. I really hope I don't stink the place up. But it went really well, and I was super proud of that too. Um, and my first main event, the first ever main event I had was me versus Sammy Sparks again. Me and him have fought each other back and forth so many times. Um, me and Sammy Sparks had uh, main evented a show in Dumfries. Um, and again, similar to the idea of someone putting the belt on you, when someone's like you guys are closing out the show as the main event it was one of those things like wow you're really putting a lot of stock in a lot of stock into this this is amazing um and i'm really proud of that match we we tore it down and it was like i don't think they'd realized that because me and sammy had, had so many matches together it built this sort of mini storyline within another storyline mm -hmm. so to me it was like the blow off of that and i was really excited about it and really happy about it and again, we just battered lumps out each other like we tended to do. Well, those were, were just beforehand, obviously had all the anxiety stuff, but you had the the My Way promo going and you were uh, you were the one sitting there going, I have to beat you, Sammy. I have yeah. to beat you, <laughs> kind of thing. At least I have you, Sammy. We've been in war too many times. Yeah, no, 100%. And it was, it was so worth it. And again, it's that, I said it before, when you do stuff on stage, at least I find it all that tension and, and fear and, and anxiety builds up and builds up and then when you burst through that curtain it turns into this cathartic experience that's that's unmatched i think so when you started what you mentioned of course you mentioned uh, kevin owens and Samoa joe but was there any guys and, and balls and honey uh but is there any guys that when you when you were proper on shows not training but when you started shows that you were like right i need to go and watch see this guy i need to maybe pick up something from this guy or in either the UK scene or just in general, where were you kind of, where were you, where were you studying? 
Um, honestly, I, I try and watch as much wrestling as possible. So whenever I'm on a show, I try and watch every single match I can. Um, I don't think that there's anything, you know, other than actually working a match, there's there's nothing more beneficial than studying it as much as possible. Um, so Shreddy Brick, um, another big guy, obviously a different kind of big, he's a big bodybuilder. I used to watch a lot, whenever he was on, I'd watch a lot of his matches just to see how, you could have big guy matches because I was with a lot of smaller guys. Um, so his match with Big Demo, I've watched I watched it live and I've watched it back so many other times. Um, DCT, he is just, as a big character guy, and he is a big character guy, I was like, I want to try and watch how he does all this sort of stuff as well. Um, I'm trying to think who else have we had. We've had so many people. Josh Terry. Um, as much as I can't do half the stuff he can do, watching him wrestle is just truly amazing. Um, and even within the guys from Spawn, like I attribute how I've, how far I've gotten because of that, you know, the first few months with those guys. So Owen Ozzy Michaels, Chris Kendall, um, Buddy Roller and Madman, like these guys are fantastic wrestlers. And I got to sort stuff out with them, work with them literally nearly every single day. Like Owen and Chris and Buddy are unbelievable and spending that time with them really solidified my base and the stuff that I can do, I think. So them, I'm trying to think about a really good match. Kid Lycos, well, Lycos Jim, sorry, versus Buddy and Owen was an unbelievable match that I got to sit ringside for for it. Like, shooting abuse at Lycos Gym, obviously, but still watching the stuff that they were doing and the intricacies, it was just amazing. Um, I watch every every show I'm on, I try and watch every single match on the card and ask as many people as I can about their match and all the stuff they put together. I'm probably one of the most annoying people to be in a show with. <laughs> but saying that, though, it's not a, it's not a bad thing at all to do because you, you, you're learning, but um, also for, again, an ebb and flow of a show because there's there's been, there's been shows where I'll watch back on YouTube or what have you, and the like the two matches in a row will do the exact same thing, and I'm watching yeah. it going. There needs to be communication somewhere in this because, I mean, I don't mind. I'm I'm behind the I'm behind the barrier. I'm behind the TV. I'm behind the yeah. screen. I'm not. It's not my opinion that kind of matters a whole awful lot. But if I'm watching the first two matches and the end of the DQ and they do the exact same opening uh, sequence, I'm like, oh no, this is terrible. Yeah, definitely <laughs> I mean, not. The rest of the match will be fine, but that moment. No, shouldn't have happened. Um, so yeah, if, if you're watching the shows, you you get the kind of uh, rhythm of what uh, a semi medallion will do. Say what a like a shaded trust. You you kind of get their intricacies and what they yeah. kind of do is their um, what's it, like in, like in the video games, you have their their wake up kind of the, their comeback, their wake their up comeback, like, yeah, all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. So you learn what what that is, so you know right, we can avoid all that. Uh, yeah. Shady does this amazing massive drop kick from the top rope at this point in the match. I don't need to do that. That's fine. I will leave. I can leave that to to him. Uh, so it's, thank it's... God. I definitely <laughs> don't want to be doing a massive drop kick from the top. Um, I need to say as well, Medallion, and I, I've obviously worked quite a bit with Medallion as well. He's been fantastic um, in regards to you know watching and studying because he's again he's a bigger guy in stature, not obviously not as big as me. But I'm um, still a bigger guy. And he was actually my first ever singles match. Um, and I was truly terrified for that as well. But 
he's a very character guy. And although much, it doesn't seem like it, like if you watch a medallion match, he doesn't do all this crazy fancy stuff. He shouts medallion and has a f- scrap. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And that's the sort of stuff that I'll, I'll, I've always loved that sort of stuff. So wrestling medallion and, and watching medallion really helped as well. So it's everyone, anyone reads my reviews, they'll know when I've got a match where it's just a guy who just bars folk because it, it, it'll start with the match started and then there's like, it feels like a long pause and going, and this is how it finished because like, <laughs> because all that's happened is, is medallions come in and smacked someone about for a bit and yep. the match is finished. <laughs> I don't know how to, I enjoyed it, but I don't know how yeah, to actually write it. <laughs> like you were engaged, you get engaged to the full thing. And that's one of the things that I think he does so well, like. He can have a match where it is a big brawl or it is a big scrap and you're so engaged in it. And you're like, wait a minute, what did I just watch? That was amazing. What happened? That's was, one of the stuff things I love about Medallion. It was like, oh, what, what moves were done? I don't know. He slapped him in the chest. Um, kicked him. That was, a, that, was, that was about it, to be honest, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed being there for it. Um, so obviously, year, years passed and then the spawn of Target, they, they kind of Getting a losing streak, they, they start getting silly losses, and then eventually they split. So uh, you yeah. get attacked by Buddy Roller and uh, Owen Ozzy Michaels, uh, you and Chris yeah. Kendall, uh, who just returned like a month or so beforehand. Yeah. And you had this absolutely mental match to kind of kind of uh, draw out or finish off the chapter of the spawn of Target. Because um, I remember watching it and that Chris Kendall dive out of nowhere. I don't yeah. know who's in charge of the camera. I'm going to guess it was an accident, but Jesus, it was just out of nowhere. Perfect. There he was. Was that the kind of thing where you'd had a year of going, right, we've learned, we know what we can do. We're just yeah. going to go in and just go absolutely nuts for 20 minutes. Yeah, that was pretty much the plan. Um, we knew this once the split happened, we were like, okay. This has been a year in which we have been, again, as you said, sort of the focal point and run through nearly every Target show. We can't just go out and have your classic 15-minute, you know, technical lock-up, armbar. That just isn't going to work for us. It didn't work for us as we were spawning either. We really didn't do that. We we had to go out and truly batter the living shit out of each other. And I think we did. Um I was that, that's another match that I'm I'm really proud of, like super proud of that match. Um, from the brawl right at the beginning to taking my first ever pile driver, which I was also scared of, <laughs> um, to using Owen to break up a pin that the buddy. Oh, was I love that! I love that. I was just uh, yeah. yeah, great. Um, yeah, we we realized let's just go out there and absolutely give it everything we've got. We do that every single time, but this one had, to us, it had more stakes. Mm-hmm. It was the first time in a long time Chris had really been shown. It was me sort of, you know, coming out as the good guy, I guess. You know, the, the Target fans, I was really nervous. I didn't know how the Target fans were going to deal with, you know, me coming out as the good guy. Um, and Owen and Buddy were just as slimy as ever. But we got the win with the big assisted King's Landing, and it was, yeah, I loved that match. Absolutely love that, and I think the crowd did as well. Thankfully, yeah. I mean, on the on the YouTube, it's the the crowd's kind of been turned down a little bit because they put commentary over the top. So I haven't, I didn't really get the kind of reaction as much as I possibly would have liked to hear. But uh, the match itself, yeah, it was it was, and uh, it it seems to happen quite a lot. So it's not something that's like a pet peeve, but 
when it's a blood feud, when it's a, like this kind of personal feud, I never want to see a lockup to start off with. Yeah. I want to, it, it, you can't you can't have um, the betrayal, the revenge, and then go right collar and elbow. Let's uh, start this up, and we'll do we'll do a, um, a drop down leapfrog. No. <laughs> you no. go in, you smack them. That's, that's the start. That's how you we're, go. We're we're fighters, you know. Like I'm a, I'm six foot three, four foot wide, and I'm going to run at you with every single part of my body to get you down. Um, and that's exactly what we did. Owen absolutely launched himself at us over the top rope. Yeah, you know, caution went to the wind, and we just wanted to go out there and absolutely put on the best show we possibly could. And I would definitely recommend that match to anyone who wants to go see it because because it kind of set the tone when Owen did that jump and like just just got you but because yeah. how the camera had it it was just like he'd he'd just fallen but just kind of oh it was just the camera work was like, like I say possibly accidental but it was incredible at the same time because it just yeah. added everything to it and made it as chaotic as the match was and um yeah it was, it was a lot of fun to watch so it's definitely uh, worth going checking out if anyone's wanting to go check out on on the YouTube. Um, so that's it. Your spawn target is done. Uh, you're yeah. you're the good guy now. Yeah, you're allowed to be cheered for, which is nice. Uh, which very bizarre, very which bizarre. I, oh, which I enjoyed because I'd spent like the last three shows going. I really like this Fulton King guy, <laughs> but I know that I'm not supposed to like him. But I like him. So come on, <laughs> ramp it up. And as soon as they attacked, you, I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> you cheer him. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that, and then of course uh, you had your breakout match really with Shreddy as well in uh, Annan, I think it was. Annan, yep. Yeah. Uh, so that was your, and our main event, was the main event that closed the show that night? Or? Yeah, yeah. Main event oh. for the Target Heavyweight title. So you started as as this big group where you were kind of a tag team guy. You, you, you built yourself up, got a couple singles matches here and there, and then now that's went by the wayside and you're the main event for the title against a guy you'd watched and admired as a big guy wrestler. So, you know, no pressure or anything, but how did you find the match went? Uh, I had a great time. Um, my body didn't, it was so sore. Um, it started off, Shreddy comes out, cuts this promo, calling, you know, the people of Van and everything under the sun. I'm just like, you know what, mate, let's just have a fight. You'll find this a lot with me. I just like to go out and actually have a fight. So I came out, cut a little one myself, had a fight, stormed the ring. We just went back and forth about, um, I think we may have accidentally broken a chair. Because I don't think the match is up, but we we did a lot. We got them onto like the big, you know, the, the chairs you'll see in like restaurants and hotels, the big thick metal ones with the <laughs> sat on one of them and just launched myself for a crossbody and the leg bent and we went flying. And there was chops left, right, and center. There was punches thrown. Um, I managed to get them over my head for a big fall away, which I was very excited about. But took me out at the end with a big belt shot that left me down there. But honestly, that was it. Was I was terrified again beforehand? Like I was absolutely terrified. And when I was told it was happening, it was just so nonchalantly. It was oh, just like you know, it's you and Shreddy in the main event for the title. And excuse me, um, are you sure? And then it never gets spoken about until like the day before the show again. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm so scared. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was very happy with that match. Shreddy's, Shreddy's a great worker. He goes about everywhere. Um, he's obviously in fantastic shape and he's an imposing figure. But no, we went out there and just slapped, well, slapped the shit out of each other. My chest was feeling it the next day, man. <laughs> like, we weren't kind. 
Uh, whereas his is like a rock, so I probably didn't feel much. At the yeah, he was probably <laughs> absolutely fine, but every time he hit me, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Stop it. Just, I need to breathe at some point. Stop hitting me. <laughs> So, so from, from that point onwards, of course, uh, you had your team with Chris Kendall, which is, uh, according to the results I've seen, has has uh, turned sour uh, recently. So yeah. that's all the spawn of target that are uh, against you now. Uh, I don't what it is, man. Like, like, honestly, everyone in target just turns on. It's a bit bang out. I think I'm quite a nice guy, to be fair. I feel like you go watch any of the old matches back when it was a tag team one or even if it was on ringside. I was always checking in on the boys and they kick me in the balls or just leave me to get, leave me for dead. I mean, you did mention earlier that you, you probably do find yourself annoying them more, more often than not asking for asking questions yeah. and that maybe they're just like, nah, nah, we're done. Done. Asking. Yeah. We're done answering yeah. questions. That's it. <laughs> get out. Yeah. Um, so from that there though, like kind of we side side project on the like side team. Um, of course, Sammy Sparks as legends never die. Yeah. Uh, they, you were popping up in uh, was Preston City Wrestling, I think I've got down here yeah. uh, as as that team. So how how did that come about? Was it just you guys went down and you became a team? How how did this bond begin? So me and Sammy have been in so many matches together, um, and we raid a lot together. And we just thought, Do you know what? Why not just why not just team up? I'm sick and tired of fighting you, and you're sick and tired of fighting me. Let's see what we can do together. Um, and we actually, it, it all sort of came about when we went up to the LKS, Luke King Sharp's Dojo of Excellence. Um, and we were working a lot together, sort of just getting shoved together to do a little tag stuff. And someone, I think someone had said to, to Luke King, oh, do you put those guys together because they're an actual team or something? And he was like, no. And then we were like, oh, maybe there's, maybe there's something here. Let's, let's kind of run with this. Um, so... Again, we know each other so well. We see each other pretty much every day and we've battered lumps out of each other countless times. And so we just get to do it to other people now. And I like the, I think it's a really fun dynamic where you've got, you know, little chaotic Sammy who doesn't stop moving ever. Um, and then obviously Big Fulton King is just ready to pick people up and throw them about. It's great. It's fun. It's really fun. Um, we went down to PCW to sort of try it out. So we know some of the boys down there. So we went out and we tried it out in front of a live crowd. Worked really well. All right, let's let's do this again. Um, we managed to get booked a couple more times from it too. Again, we're, we're, we're actually undefeated in PCW. So uh, death row, we're coming for those belts at one point. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, but yeah, and the guys down there seem to like it. And then we've just decided, you know what? This could work. You know this 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 team in between me and me and Sammy, we could do some stuff with it. So we're going to run with it, see how far we get, and hopefully, hopefully we get pretty far. So that's so we spoke about LKS uh, Dojo of Excellence, of course. And uh, when I was speaking to to Lou for the Dane Spot and preview, um, yeah, he, he mentioned that yeah, you and Sammy would would come up from Carlisle just to to do some training. Was was that just uh, a case of just learning? more because uh, i know that lou did his his uh, online dojo of excellence i don't know if you're you're a part of those i um, wasn't back in no, I wasn't. No. so so what drew you to go down there i know lou does quite does quite a few shows in target over the course of the year was it just a case of going well i've got time you've got time i right, we'll, we'll go up to go up to glasgow and 
and do some training. That was kind of it. Like, I'll take any excuse to go to Glasgow. I'll, I'm in love with Glasgow. I can't wait to uh, move back. But so we'd seen, obviously, we, we know looking from like ICW and stuff like that. And then we'd seen him have some matches in Target. And they were just so entertaining. Like, Liu Kang's sharp matches are like something you've, you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found out he was doing the dojo. We're like, well, this is one of the best wrestlers in the UK. He's doing a dojo. It's in one of the best cities in the world. Let's go. We've got time. Let's absolutely go up there and do it. And it was, um, I think, just from, from, from the first day we were there, I was like, yeah, this just feels right. Like, um, And we went pretty much ever since and it's oh it's so good uh, i can't stress enough any trainee wrestlers who have the you know ability to get there get to the looking sharp dojo of excellence you would never regret it yeah i've i i i just i love, I love looking sharp i think he's just excellent I've, I've said it on this podcast numerous times said to him as well that i, I just i think he just does everything right uh that yes whereas in either in the ring or in a business standpoint, a promotion standpoint, he, he he's always well. He's good for um, giving you information, and he's just the guy. Just it's a not, it's disgusting how young. And also the the other hand of that is it's disgusting how young he is, and yes. doing all this at the same time. It's just ridiculous because I remember seeing his first promo uh, when he was the fix up Luke Sharp, and he had the the the, yep. the hair greased over and and that, and he was like sixteen. I'm going, oh, this guy's very very talented and loud already and now was it i don't know six seven years whatever years later and he's just killing it yeah he's, he's got I, I mean the old my only joke about it is if he if he sat in his little black book he'd be six foot tall because he's yeah. just he, he just knows everyone he's got contacts everywhere um the, the the first time i actually met looking sharp this is pretty funny actually it was after i initially tried wrestling but like i couldn't afford it anymore um, ICW did a burger eating contest at Lebowski's like right. years and years and years ago and it was, it's on their, their their own streaming thing that they've got um, and I was teamed up with Luke King Sharp in that burger eating contest like all those years ago so if go. anyone can find it you'll see Phil, uh, a young non-wrestling Fulton King versus, uh, with Luke King Sharp trying to demolish a giant burger that is uh, amazingly slash weird claim to fame there that's actually yeah. all of that Love that. Yeah, we can go back and watch these things. Do you, do you ever go back and watch it just to? I have no idea. I've, I've never been able to find it again. I think it's on the ICW streaming service, but it's not like obviously on the network or anything like that. Um, for someone I've find not it actually seen it, it, but yeah, if they do, please tag me at it because I'd love to see it again. I think, uh, judging by the questions that we've got, I think there'll be one guy that's definitely going to go have a wee search and, yeah. and, and use it for, for their own uh, nefarious uh-huh. purposes. So before we get into the questions, because we have loads of questions uh, we will kind of end the the wrestling portion on copenhagen championship wrestling uh speaking of luke king sharp uh it was your it was glasgow grindhouse that's luke king sharp and kiger against legends never die uh sammy sparks and fulton king in a choose life match yeah uh, so this is a bit different i mean your style as you've you've said throughout this is a, is a fighting style it's not a it's not the most technical uh smooth gifted catch 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 can whatever uh kind of style so this kind of works into your wheelhouse uh what was yeah so what was it like choose life match so akin to i quit match something new for you what was yeah what was that experience for you um 
purely being in the ring with you know Glasgow Greenhouse, Krager and, and Luking was unbelievable. Not that we were spent a lot of time in the ring; most of it was getting battered. Um, but no, it was it was a fantastic match. Um, again, another one I'm, I'm super proud of. Are the results out? Have, have you seen the results and stuff like that? Are they? Yeah, yeah, they put the results up on their Facebook page. So I was like, oh, I'm taking them, uh, even even though they're going to be on TV. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah. Um, so we we came out to I see it was an ICW tag team title shot. I kind of put them in the position to make that the case when I, when I told them, look, what's the point in having these belts out with you if you're not going to defend them? And and as soon as that happened, the boys they say, Do you know what? No more, no more nice to TCR and started laying into us. Um it was it was brutal. Kendo sticks, tables, bends on bends to the head. I nearly went through the wall at the Lock Quantic Community Annex when Krager launched me into it. Um, but at the end up, the only way they could get the win on is was by uh, tying me to the ropes and just absolutely destroying Sammy. And I wasn't going to let my wee pal get hurt. So I uh, I chose life for Sammy, but I'm not satisfied with the ending of that. Um, I think what Luke King and Krager did was absolutely out of order. Um and uh, Glasgow Green House have not seen the last of Legends Number Die. I'll so put it this, that way. This is going to be the this is going to be the feud to end all feuds uh, for your next chapter in your in your uh, wrestling career. Yeah, man, th- those boys deserve everything that's coming to them after what they did. Once you see the show, you'll understand. But yeah, they deserve it. Looking forward to it. Right, so that's kind of we've, we've kind of. Really, kind of cliff noted your your actual career itself by just like going spawn of target next. Um, so, <laughs> if anyone wants to find out more, there's there's plenty of matches on YouTube uh, that they can check out. Um, before we get into there, our fan questions because you're the first time first time you've been on the show that I get to ask the the ridiculous questions that we get to ask again for this season. Uh, first up, I, I was going to retire them, but you know, if you're a first time guest, you have to be asked. What's your favorite dinosaur? Oh. Um, the one with the really big long neck. I forget the name of it. Brachiosaurus or Brachiosaurus, Bronchosaurus or oh, I don't know. I'm, you think um, I know names that, of dinosaurs at this point? Either that one, or I think there's another dinosaur called a Diplodocosaurus, and I just think the name's hilarious. Diplodocus. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's fine. And the other question we ask everyone: uh, What would win a fight, two sheep or one cow? Oh, one cow. I hate cows. I'm terrified of cows. One cow. One cow is destroying them. Easy. Easy. Fair enough. Uh, so before we get into to the big questions, I just want to thank you. If anyone hasn't already watched our uh, Rise and Fall of ITV Celebrity Wrestling, uh, you would have heard Fulton King providing the voice of uh, Joey Legend. Yep. You were you were Joey Legend for the for that that minute. Um, yeah. Which which I thank you very much because it was I think it just made it that I got different people to do the voices because yeah. you know it was half an hour of me speaking really so. Uh, it was a good. Show. It was a good show, though. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, the video, man. It was good. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll do any more. Like, I, I, I keep getting tempted by like Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling, but as I put on Twitter, it would just be me going Todd Bridges versus Robbed. So you know, no. <laughs> but, but a few days, Rodman. That's going to be the end, <laughs> end of it. Um, so, did you watch it at the time? ITV Celebrity Wrestling was. Was it? Do you remember it? I remember it being on, like, and again, when you started putting the tweets out about it, I was like, I remember that. But it was it was so bizarre, because I remember D'Lo, um, I remember D'Lo from it, and obviously Roddy Piper, I didn't really know who Joey Legend was, 
Um, but it just was so far removed from the professional wrestling that I'd watched, but it was unbelievable. It was just like, obviously just gladiators, but it was hilarious. Oh, it was I do remember it. A bit. Fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm still I'm still hopeful that some of these these uh, contestants are going to get back to me. I had Scott Wright get back to me not long ago, who's Snake Eyes, uh, but he kind of goes oh, to me after I asked him if he wanted to speak to him. And uh, Victoria Silverstead as well. She she actually, <laughs> we messaged back and forth, which was really yeah. weird. And she went, yeah, we could we could do that. And then that was it. Silence. <laughs> so it's like it's like everyone goes, oh yeah, we'll speak to you about it. And then they rem- they get flashbacks and memories of of celebrity wrestling. They're like, no, we're not going to speak about it anymore. <laughs> but no, it was a very You'll... very weird week. I was speaking to Lee Sharp because uh, I I was a Man U fan when I was younger, and it was like this yep. is very very weird for me. Them DMing uh, Lee Sharp <laughs> asking him about his broken ribs. Um, anyway, right. Fan questions. So yeah, go check out everyone. It is it is an interesting half an hour. That's what I'll, that's yes. all I can really say about it. Uh, so we've got Ruby Roberts, of course, the basic bitch slayer. Uh, she yep. asked, "Who's scarier in Fulton King's opinion, wrestling her or wrestling Jason from Friday the Thirteenth for no particular reason?" Um, Ruby Roberts, without a doubt, because I've never been hit harder than anyone than Ruby Roberts. Um, she is the basic bitch slayer for a reason, and wow, she hits hard. Ruby Roberts, I'd be terrified to stand face-to-face in the ring with her. On a show, yeah, I really want her to come to Target Wrestling. <laughs> um, uh, she would just slap everyone silly, and that is not just a girl. She would battle the boys as well. So I mean, the only way you can really get past her is just don't be a basic bitch about it. You know, that's, that's, so you can't, she can't slay you if you're a basic, if you're a basic like- bitch. What makes someone a basic bitch, though? I feel like to her, I might be a basic bitch. I don't think I am, but she still slapped me. Let me tell you that. Um, so we've got Becca Little asked, uh, "How did you get into pro wrestling?" I want to get into it, but I'm not sure where to start. So we kind of we've answered that first question, but for the second one, uh, she wants to get into wrestling. Not sure where to start. Any any recommendations for for her? Um, I think the the most important thing is is just take the dive. Um, and go for it. If you know there's a school nearby, so I don't know where Becca Little's based, if she's based, you know, Borders or Carlisle, Target Wrestling has a school. Um, Glasgow, I can't recommend the, you know, Dojo of Excellence enough. And that's not just for guys that have been doing it forever, it's for absolutely anyone. Um, so my biggest thing is find a school. You know, there's, there's so many in Glasgow as well. And there's so many about the place. The ones I can vouch for are going to be Target and Lukings. And yeah, if you can get to either of those, absolutely do it. Unbelievable stuff and take the plunge. And as someone who's who's outside the bubble as well, I would check who's training you. Just either, I mean, it may yeah. be a case of they, they might not be a mega star, but if they've if they've been a focal point of a promotion for ten years and they're drawing good crowds and a respectable promotion, then that's still important. So um, yeah, check yeah. check don't don't uh, don't pick the cheapest if if it does if it seems a bit no. sketchy. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside the bubble, I've watched enough. It's about ten years, ten years this year since I started watching Scottish wrestling. So I've I've seen some dodgy stuff go go <laughs> go my way, yeah. go like cross my eye line. So uh, yeah, just uh, research is probably a good good one as well. Um, we have got uh, Tanya and Alan Fulton. Uh, <laughs> some relation. Uh, how did yep. it feel having family at your match on Saturday? It was. Really, it was amazing. Um, it was the first time they'd ever seen me wrestle, and I felt a little bit bad about it because it was one of the most violent matches I've been in. But it was my mum, my dad, my sister, and then my two nieces who are like both four. 
Um, and at first I was like, I was more scared about my mum, to be fair. Like, cause she's like, every time I've shown her a video, she's like, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be there. I'd jump in that ring and tell it, we still petting my boy. And I'm like, it's fine. Like it hurts, but I'm a big boy, mum. Don't worry about it. Um, it was, yeah. It was, it was bizarre because it was kind of like two worlds come together because of, although they're my parents, they've never came to a wrestling show and my sister and my nieces, my nieces loved it. Let me tell you, like I was with them the next day afterwards as well. And one of my nieces just kept going, Ruby sucks, you know, from Ruby Roberts. And the other one just kept putting her hands on her head, swiveling her hips and saying she was a big, strong man. <laughs> um, so I think they had more of a, an impact on my nieces than I did. Um, but no, it was. It was really wholesome. It was really nice seeing them. Excellent. So Stone Malone asking a favourite McFlurry. This might be by Ruby Roberts. Absolutely slaps me because uh, I like a plain McFlurry. What's the like? What's the point of a play? Do do who gets a plain McFlurry? The dogs, because my dog gets a plain McFlurry. Uh, very rarely. <laughs> I don't know why, man. <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. Like it's the texture thing. Like. Because I remember it was always smart and McFlurries. Um, and yeah. I just didn't like the really hard crunch of the Smarties and with the McFlurries. So I just have to get them playing McFlurries. Don't get me wrong, though. If I go to like KFC, I'm getting an Oreo crush them a million times over. Fair. I'm not a fan of Oreos, but you know, that's just that's just me. Um, I just find that <laughs> they, they, they just taste like stale biscuits. Uh, we've got Michael Brian Frank, the Wanderer, asking, What do legends do? <laughs> legends never die, my man. Legends never die. There we go. There's the t-shirt. Uh, we've got... Right, okay. We'll get into Judas Gray. Yeah. Because he's asked so many questions. Um, oh, God, there's a third. Oh, Jesus, there's a... Th- there's so many. Yeah, okay. Right, we may need to just rattle these. So, <laughs> okay. Judas Gray, why are you so English? I'm not English. I just live in England. He's from Edinburgh. Barely counts. Um, uh, the answer to that, Judas Gray, is I'm going to slap you silly next time I see you. I'm just, I'm just actually reading through the questions. Some may come back to, some may be familiar. Uh, okay, so when will we have a spot fest triple threat? Uh, if spot fest means I'm just going to pick them up and throw them off as many things as possible, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, are you still scared of me? Never have been, absolutely never will be. Uh, why are you so English? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slap you silly, Judas Gray. Uh, why did you team with Sammy Sparks? Uh, he's uh, actually a nice question. In this. That, is a nice, that is a nice question. He did I put was... the sick emoji. He did do the vomiting emoji afterwards. though. So. It's a back, backhanded compliment. Um, yeah. I, I said before, I absolutely love Sammy Sparks. We know each other so well. And uh, there's just a chemistry there that I think we, we couldn't let go. And we just had to see what we could do with it. Uh, why are you so English? <sighs> I'm going to slap him silly. <laughs> uh, would you... Oh no, what's it done? Uh would you like to join DMG? Do you know is what that DMG is? Do you know what DMG is? No. Right, okay. So this is for this is season four point five, I'll tell you. Uh DMG, everyone go back into the Jews Grey's episode and he'll reveal all. Uh is uh is the is the, is the dead <laughs> mum it's the dead mum gang. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd rather not <laughs> my mum should see me wrestle once I'd like her to come here a few more shows <laughs> you know that I was uh, like it's it it felt really bad at the time but you know how the queen died recently and uh, I I did tweet asking if if 
King Charles was now a <laughs> member of TMG. I think he is. Like, I mean, technically he is, but I, I, I don't know if he's got a, a card to say so. But oh, geez. <laughs> that question is is going to haunt me, and he's going to ask it for every single episode now, and <laughs> I'm going to have to explain what DMG is to people. Um, okay, how do we how do we move from there? Uh, so he did he did ask, was it you or Fulton? Was it Sammy or Fulton King that chose life? We know the answer, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, then there's a back and forth between him and Sammy, so we'll just kind of skip that. <laughs> and finally, we've got why weren't you at Catty? Uh, so this is from a few weeks ago. Um, Sammy uh, went to Cat House um, with a bunch of other people. Ended up bumping at a Stone Alone. Ended up up at a Judas Gray. I was supposed to be there, but I tested positive for COVID the day of, so I couldn't go. Um, I really appreciate that he missed me, though. Uh, but no, I couldn't. Didn't want to be that guy, you know. I just got a feeling if you meet Judas, he's got like, you know how how you see Jehovah's uh, uh, Witnesses with the Watchtower, that he's got like a little leaflet about DMG. And yeah. Just... <laughs> Would you like to be a card carrying member of DMG? <laughs> Would you like to learn more? <laughs> we can <laughs> we can arrange it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we've got uh, Case and Riley. Uh, asking this is the last question i've got through twitter i've got one on on instagram which i think is gonna be the nice closer um case sure. and riley asking eight matches make a dream card right so uh i love i love case and he's a really really good guy if anyone has in his work they should definitely book him and for this dream card me and case and riley one-on-one um i want that match to happen i've been dying for that match to happen for a long time so that's one we've also got add once give me Sammy Sparks, Judas Gray, and Robbie Cardwell in a triple threat. That would be absolutely chaos. Um, Owen, Ozzy Michaels versus Gaia Hawks. That would be some, some match. Who else we got? Chris Kendall versus Uno Raw. Yeah, Chris Kendall versus Uno Raw would be a good one. Uh, Medallion versus Stone Malone. I just wanted to see them battle lumps at each other. I'd love absolutely every bit of that. Who else we got? Who else we got? I'm trying to mix my target worlds with all the other ones as well. It sounds like um, quite, a, quite a, like a target slash uh, Copenhagen Championship Wrestling invasion kind of yeah, show we've got going on here. Show. Um, give me, let's see who else we got. Uh, Dylan Thorne, um, Dylan, give, let's put a helm up against, let's put him against Chris Kendall, that'll be a good match, that'll be a good one, um, and then I'll work double duty, Death Row versus Legends Never Die, Death Row are the PCW Tag Team Champions, but only if they're putting those belts in the line, um, and oh i want priscilla in a match here because priscilla queen of the ring is unbelievable do you know what i've already seen this match but i want to see it again give me priscilla versus kid bandit that match was fantastic i'll forget every one of them but that would be an amazing card that's fine i thought i can't remember if i I thought chris kendall maybe going double duty as well but i've i've kind of forgotten uh (laughs) I don't have a good memory for these things. So, but so yeah, so it's a like nice little mix of of matches. It's, it's I like that you made a card that is that is like possible as well. That you yeah. just went right. Uh, me versus Kevin Owens. 
And then second match is uh, it's a gauntlet. It's me versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> I'm just doing that. Uh, right. See, me say beforehand. <laughs> so I'm going to get into Instagram and find the last question as my internet starts to crap out, which, you know, good timing because we're in the we're in the near the end. Uh we've got him him yep. with the face on Instagram asking <sighs> why why so handsome? <laughs> um I don't know. I'm I don't know. Yeah, him with the face is one of my oldest friends. So thank you very much, Calm. I appreciate that. Uh I'm just gonna ask why is he so handsome? Because him with the face is an absolute babe. Also, him with the face is like six foot four, um, and I'm dying for him to get in the ring. Um, it's one of these ones where I've, it took me a while to figure this out, but apparently I'm quite a big guy. Um, but because I grew up around people who were taller than me, I mm -hmm. never noticed it. So like John from Target was like, you're a big guy, do more big guy stuff. And I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> and it took ages to draw that in. But Thank you, him with the face. I appreciate it very much. Put those moon salts away. You're doing, uh, you're doing big slams instead. You're doing uh, <laughs> your naggies. That's your that's your role. Big your naggies, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're up to. So this this episode's going to go in uh, as of recording in about a week's time. So what have you what have you got to look forward to? What's your what's your kind of next goals uh, in terms of wrestling? What, what you want to do? What you want to accomplish? Tell me everything. Um, well, me and Sammy had an ICW title shot at a Copenhagen Championship Wrestling Show. I would love to have that match on an ICW show in Glasgow, anywhere. Um, I also have a bone to pick with Chris Kendall. And uh, coming up, that boy is going to get the beating of his life for what he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think... I'm going to get about as much as possible. Um, I'm moving back up to Glasgow come December, so hopefully I'll get in a few more shows up there as well. That'd be really nice. Get more into the Scottish scene. Um, but yeah, that's what's coming up so far. So I've got planned. Um, what's, your, what's your dream then? So of course you mentioned ICW, Glasgow, getting about that, but is, is, there, is there an end game if you got signed by NXT Europe, if you got, if you got a chance to work at I know, AEW or Japan, what would be your what would be your moment that you'd sit back and go, yeah, I could probably, I could probably retire at this point now? Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, being, you know, offered an opportunity with AEW or NXT or New Japan would all be absolutely incredible. But I, I've always came to the, I came, I've always, I don't know, I've always thought I came into wrestling when I was like twenty-seven years old. Um. My goal, my my wrestling goal is just to be as good as I possibly can be and put on as good a show as I possibly can. As long as I'm achieving that, I'm absolutely happy and I'll keep on doing it. And anything else would just be an absolute bonus. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, for, for anyone who wants to find out more about Fulton King, where can people find out more about you on social media? Or I don't know if, I don't know if you want to give out your address, but you know, how can people find out more <laughs> about Fulton King? King? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Fulton King. I regularly have back and forth with some people, Lucha DS being one of them. He hates me for some reason. Um, I'm on 
I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. It's just a normal one, Adam F U L T N. And you can catch me on Copenhagen Championship Wrestling wherever possible. Dean Spotting shall be coming out soon, so you'll see a hell of a match on that. Target Wrestling, you see me on pretty much all of their shows. I'm lucky enough to to get on them, and you'll see me having a great time and battering some dafties. Excellent, you and masked folk, eh? That's just uh, conspiracy. <laughs> Excellent. But no, thank you very much for, for speaking to me today. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.